Hey there, if you want to support this show and others like it, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kick us a couple of bucks a month. It really, really does help us out. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. You're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is uh, a, uh, a French favorite. A, a Vatican favorite. A, a, a Vatican favorite. Yeah. yeah. A naturalist favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there a we taxidermist go. favorite. favorite. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, this... A magical Native American's favorite. <laughs> the, uh... a, a, a Kung Fu Native American's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you couldn't tell by that nonsense we just spouted, uh, this week we are doing a special episode about a movie called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah. The, um, and what's interesting about it is like, so people said like, hey, you should do Brotherhood of the Wolf. It's very bloodborne And for, I don't know. An hour, I was like, "What the fuck are people talking about?" <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, why am I watching this? I, what is? This? I saw, I saw those, the, the, those costumes in that one yeah, scene, so, and that scene yeah, was like, like just having a tricorner hat is not enough. Because then he's like, "Yo, dog, you ever read the, <laughs> <laughs> read the, the First Amendment? You know the, the amend, uh, the, the Constitution." Yep, there we go. So the First Amendment fuck. to the yeah. Yeah, like it, it is. You know, you, you ever read the the articles of the Constitution? Super bloodborne. Those guys, those guys are having tri corner hats everywhere. Like, <laughs> Gary, next episode we're covering I, the Patriot. Should I change that? Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I have nothing but respect for the office of town crier, but this goes <laughs> beyond your your jurisdiction. Like, it is. You know, so I was just I was just really confused. Other than the costumes, yeah, and then kind of you know the the period, you know, having flintlock and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it does get kind of soulsy. Oh yeah. Like up to straight up, like there's just a weapon from Dark Souls two in the <laughs> movie. Yep, and it's really weird. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised by that, and it's just like, oh, huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. that that's right. Like the the this was recommended, and you know a lot of people when the uh, when the initial images and footage uh, from from Bloodborne came out, the people are like, oh, it's it's just like Brotherhood of the Wolf, and you know this is. A, a strange, strange movie because it's directed by Christoph Gans, who I think the biggest movie he directed in America was the Silent Hill movie. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why, uh, at least a lot of people that I know, like know about him. Like uh, Ben from uh, from The Level, he's a big Christoph Gans fan because huh. of Brotherhood of the Wolf and because of, uh, um, um, you know, uh, the, the Silent Hill movie. He's a big fan of that movie. Yeah. And uh, I would have had him on here if he knew anything about Bloodborne. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> would, I would, would feel, just, yeah. yeah, I would feel bad, yeah. ta- you know, like making We'd references to this. Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is this is a you know a foreign action film that Gary. Can you think of a movie that's more all over the road? It's really, really everywhere. In a really, <laughs> in a way, like so, it's it's strange, right? Like mm-hmm. there, there, there's a lot of merit to this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of that all over the roadness, I think, hurts it. 
like yep. quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of confusing though. Cause there's like three different versions of it. And to my, my shame, like I thought that I could, I did a Google search and I was like, Oh, it's streaming on Amazon. It's not, it was <laughs> just one of those Google results. That's like, you want streaming, Here's streaming, <laughs> you know, cause I didn't click through. I just thought like, Oh, okay. It's on there. Yeah. Um, so I ended up doing it through watching one of those things where you just kind of search like movie streaming. Oh no. And just watch it from some offshore account. Um, I feel bad about it. I just didn't, I couldn't rent it on iTunes. I couldn't mm-hmm. watch it on Netflix. I couldn't watch yeah. it on Amazon. Like I, I couldn't watch it essentially. So I ended up watching it. Yeah. So I don't know which version I got. I just, the version I watched was two and a half hours long. Yeah. That's one. So, the, the, yeah. That's the, that's the canonical one. I went out, I went to a couple of stores and it's pretty much like, I, I've always seen it like in those bins of old movies, like at, mm-hmm. a, at a Best Buy, I ended up getting it, at a, getting it at a Meyer. Um, okay. uh, it was like a, like a 2008 re-release of it or something, but the, uh, the canonical American version is like two and a half hours. There's, there's a version that's shorter. I mm-hmm. want to say, and I think that that would be okay. Cause yep. the, the first half of this movie is a <laughs> ponderous pacing shit show. <laughs> like it is, it is so slow and dumb that like I got actively angry, <laughs> like at it. And then like literally as soon as the most problematic character dies, mm-hmm. it's awesome until the end. Right. And I'm just like, I'm on board. This is great. <laughs> like, this is a really cool action movie that's really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so, it, yeah, it is everywhere. Like, it's, it's everywhere. Some of the places you want to be. <laughs> exactly. Some of the places you don't. <laughs> yep. And um, when we say it's everywhere, specifically, um, you know, quality, it's 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 a little bit all over the place. Uh, but yeah. the genre as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and that's what I'm really speaking to is the first half of it that's like, courtly romance it's a yeah it's courtly romance and um like a like a little bit of like a mystery movie like a like a bit just kind Kinda, of like, except except none of it like they none of it pays off or does anything until the second part which is also mm-hmm. like a really really stylish action movie right like uh yeah mm-hmm. so just super weird um but yeah we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through it um kind of part by part and we'll call out the the souls connections this mm-hmm. is this is a far bigger stretch than say like the Lovecraft episode was <laughs> as far as soul stuff. It's an interesting movie. I would be surprised if there wasn't some kind of visual iconography taken from it. And it just has a little bit in common anyway, but like is a little bit of a stretch a little bit. I would say, you know, yeah, not, it's not inappropriate for us to cover it, but it's mm-hmm. not as much of a slam dunk yeah. as, as that was. Yep. But like, you know, it's like, this is a hard thing to get a hold of, you know, if you're not yeah. scrounging in a bargain bin. And I, I think that there's something worth telling here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not without merit, like I said, and it's also worth if you are a cat, you know, you're a big Bloodborne fan, but don't foresee yourself hunting down this movie. Mm-hmm. We'll spoil it and tell you what happens in it, what's cool about it, and then yeah. you can decide if it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, one of the movies where I feel like, um, and you may disagree with this, but that like knowing the plot twist is not going to help; it's only going to hurt, or it's, it's not going to hurt; it's only going to help rather. I think because, so because like it, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make you engage during those parts that are slow and mm-hmm. like looking for clues yeah. rather than checking out thinking it's a bad movie. No, you, so like you're... knowing the twist, like the twist should be on the log line. Yeah. You're, you're waiting for the skeleton Lords because you know, they're there and dark souls exactly. 2 is a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. But that, that's what, that's what you're waiting for. Yep. You know? So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's good to know about the skeleton Lords in this movie. <laughs> right. Um, uh, one thing I will say though, even if you do watch this or if you, if you listen to this episode and then go watch it or wondering like, ah, you know, I feel like I've got it. It is a visually striking movie. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, it is. It is. It is cool. Like so it's well done. It's interesting to look at. We're going to call out some shots, and it's going to be a little bit. At least for me, I, I won't speak for you. It's going to be a little bit Chris Farley show, um, as hmm. we as we mentioned this. So if you've seen this, or if you can go around and, and look up stills of it, I guess. Um, the like the visual side of this is a big part of it when it's not just courtly romance. Yeah, a lot of it is on a lot of those clips are on YouTube too. Cool. So th- this has been dissected and kind of torn apart and put on YouTube in bits, mm-hmm. old man the sea style. So like you can uh, just see the best bits, like those terrible fish that stole that old man's fish, <laughs> his, his bigger fish. Um, one of the things I didn't realize looking at this is that it's kind of based on a true story. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it yeah. is based on. Um, it's an urban legend, but like it was actually like like the, there is documentation, and a lot of the people that you see were real people. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it was the stretch um, in, uh, in in France, uh, like since 1764 to 1767. Um, and the event, uh, or, you know, it's based on this idea of the beast of the Gévaudan. Um mm-hmm. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of a lot of stuff here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to pronounce one thing right. I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to mispronounce all of them so I don't feel inconsistent. So <laughs> just look forward to that. Um the uh, yeah, so this was this was this real uh, real wolf kind of thing that was apparently t- uh, terrorizing this town. But you know, it's it's probably not true, but it's kind of a famous uh, urban legend, and that's really neat that this is kind of one of those movies that's like, oh, what was the real story behind that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of this this fictional, you know, behind the scenes. You know, like it, like a national treasure. Uh, <laughs> I was thing. I was gonna go with from hell, but okay. Uh, yeah, from, from hell is probably more charitable. Um, also, like a not entirely without merit, but problematic movie. Right. Um, yeah. So the whole thing is in in flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, from the, this Marquis Thomas uh, Opter, Opter, um, who's writing his journal about uh, you know the way that men's convictions can turn uh, men into beasts. Okay, pretty pretty, uh, <laughs> cool. pretty bloodborne. Um, <laughs> you know during the the uh, French Revolution, and we start off with the sequence of this woman kind of running through this hillside, um, running from something and attacked by this beast. Yeah, it's um, it's unseen at this point, and she is she is panicked. Yeah, and it's gory. Oh yeah. Like uh, she she gets really torn up and some of the gore in this movie is pretty intense. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was a little bit surprised by by that stuff. I mean, it, it even opens up at a like a, at a very intense level that isn't reached, you know, too far and until much further in the movie when she falls down this hillside and is impaled oh, yeah. on a tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, and and then just the, when they're inspecting the corpse oh, yeah. scene, too, which is also really gross <laughs> um, and kind of plasticine. So uh, so this happens. It's kind of our, our beginning. But the, the real we're introduced to our main characters um, as these uh, men are attacking this uh, this this Roma woman and her father. Yes. And these uh, these two two masked riders who just look like Bloodborne hunters mm-hmm. um, come up and beat the crap out of them in super cool slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Like. You know, it's specifically like a, a cool slow motion fight scene, like super mm-hmm. stylishly shot fight scene. Uh, definitely with a with a gigantic staff. Um, and it shot yeah. it, it shot as though it was uh, like a like an Eastern martial arts movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just the showing this weird mashup of styles mm-hmm. here um, initially. And these are our two main characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gregor uh, de Fronsac. De Fronsac. De Fronsac. And uh, Manny. Uh, <laughs> Manny. Who is uh, a Native American, an Iroquois uh, blood brother. Yes. And uh, has mystic powers and can tell everybody what their totem animal is. And in general is kind of offensive, I think. And the the movie doesn't actually get good again until he dies. 
And then like I, I think that the movie like takes off when he's dead, not because he's dead, but just like <laughs> it just it no longer has this weird like for a little while it's like, oh, he's communing with wolves or he is a werewolf or like, yep. like I know it, where they're going with him. The but... scene right before right before he dies is he's he's talking to the trees because the white man can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really regressive. It's really weird. Yeah. Like to have this. And and it's like they're playing with it as a theme. It's like kind of self-aware. Yeah. You know, everyone is 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 really dismissive and kind of mm-hmm. racist towards him. But like, you know, like just showing Native Americans as having magic powers <laughs> isn't the best. No, like that's not really something you should do. Yeah, um, pretty yeah. much. I, I do like their relationship, though. Yeah. Like like them being buddies and watching them, you know, kind of go around and be being partners in crime is very entertaining to me. I like I like the main character, actually. Oh, the, yeah. No, yeah. Like, no. like he's he's uh, he's in general, like oh. pretty charismatic. And, and yeah, you know, Dude. it's got when he, he says like a mystery, it is kind of like he's a, a you know, an element of him being like a Wolverine figure almost like he's just kind of <laughs> like doing his own thing. Yeah. And uh, not taking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, um, so Defranzac. He's this. Um, he's like a, a naturalist who works for the king. He's also a taxidermist. Like he's kind of bordering on being a Kelso, but he pulls it off just by being um, very um, kind of likable in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's a charismatic performance. Like, yeah, for sure. And um, I don't say this an awful lot, but I'm secure enough to say it. A handsome dude. Like you believe think, him as a rom- as a romantic lead. I think he's kind of got a little too much face. Oh yeah. Like I, I, yeah, huh. he's kind of got Gerard Depardieu syndrome a little bit. Like oh. there's a little, just a little bit too much face. Yeah. Um, but that could just be me. You know? <laughs> I might, I, you know, I might be picking up on his confidence is the thing. I, I, no, I, he's, I yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great. Like yeah. I, like he, he's, he's, he would make a fine husband. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone <Yeah. laughs> but like Gary, I, just, Gary, like, I bear yeah. my soul to you <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's definitely the most attractive man in this movie okay so uh way, way more attractive than evil mcfuck arm and like <laughs> you know the, his court the court of paisley pockmarked old men <laughs> so <laughs> yep <laughs> but uh, but we learned a little bit about the beast. They run into this guy uh, who who runs a hospital for mm-hmm. people who have been hurt. And uh, the beast is big, and he's not afraid of bullets. Oh, definitely and, not. Uh, yeah, and... they do a sketch, and he looks like a big werewolf monster. <laughs> right? So he, he's spiky, and he's got stripes all over him. It's it's a it's a real big thing, and everybody there believes that this is that this is uh, uh, supernatural. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we're initially led to you know believe that oh, it's just it's just because they're superstitious. But there's a reason that everybody is being uh, is is being coy about this. Yeah, for sure. Which doesn't you know, it, it doesn't come off until kind of later in the movie. Mm-hmm. So they check out another victim, and they they do a little. This is really gory. You know, her intestines are, are spilled out, yeah. and she she's naked. Um, but but we uh, we find out you know he does a little bit more um, kind of forensics. And uh, you know, the beast must weigh 500 pounds. But most importantly, he takes a little piece of metal. Right. Oh, that's later. That, that, that's later. OK. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Now he just knows its side. Mm-hmm. Its size. Yeah. Must yeah. be must be 500 pounds um, and uh, uh, about the size of a cow is what he yes. is, is what he says. You're about the size of a bull, which is which is bigger than any wolf. What were? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get to court with this really long uh, naming of people at court scene, which doesn't pay <laughs> off until way later. Yeah. Um, um, but so, it's just like now I'm just like, what do you want me to remember this? Like, I, like well, Gary, you should see the initial draft of my notes, because as I was watching this, um, because they're foreign names and because it's a dub and nobody's lip movements match up with what they said. And mm-hmm. um, um, I guess I could have put on subtitles on the DVD, but I didn't think to um, all of my kind of notes are like the, the, the uh, 
uh, sir. I called Franzak sir. And like just it was like that mm-hmm. one guy, you know, the constable. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to go onto Wikipedia and then go back and backfill all of the identifying. Uh, well, I watched it. I watched it subtitled mm-hmm. um, because as my tattoo says, subs over dubs. <laughs> and I make 2015. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, the cash, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 primary figure here um, is uh, Duhamel. Um, again, an actual person who uh, is like a constable sent here by the king to kind of lead the hunt. But everybody is um, uh, displeased with this, uh, except Defranzac couldn't care less because he notices this uh, this red hair woman, Marianne, who is purported to be um, a tremendous flirt, and no man can have her. Yeah, she's difficult, is what, <laughs> what the guy says about yeah. her. And uh, uh, he, so he tricks it. She, she's being courted by this playwright. He tricks the playwright into leaving and kind of flirts her up. <laughs> um, and, it, it, you know, they get summoned at dinner. And then at dinner, <laughs> he tells this story about finding a, a fur-covered trout. And we're introduced to <laughs> which, this. Uh, yeah. Which, which sounds, sounds like, a, like, a, like a horrible euphemism. <laughs> it really does. Like going to catch some fur trout. <laughs> like down at the, the Legion Hall. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's yeah it's and but then they bring it out and it's so cute and i was just like because at first i was like what are they going for here is he like describing an otter like is he Mm -hmm. supposed to be you know um but then he brings it out and it's it's like a fiji mermaid kind Mm -hmm. of thing like it's it's just a a creation of taxidermy which are really interesting and always really scary Mm -hmm. to me uh but we're introduced to this uh this character who's going to become important uh jean francois um who has a one arm and points out that hey this this furry trout is fake yeah and then franzak's like you you know what you're totally observant you're right and i did this to tell you that dragons and unicorns only exist in books so he yes. is coming here with a very skeptical mind he's the Mulder. yeah no he's yeah. the he's the scully he's the scully <laughs> but he's got the looks of Mulder. can you imagine <laughs> oh god be, be still my heart <laughs> um yeah, so so we got they organize this hunt, and this is again very very bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that I could see being specifically like inspiring the game. Mm-hmm. Like, this idea of like a nightly hunt, yeah, and the the imagery of everyone getting ready and rounding their hounds and carrying torches and light and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this looks a lot like the intro scene of Bloodborne. Yeah, and even um like running up like a shitload of wolves through the uh, through the woods. Yeah, like that. It is uh it is it is definitely very striking. Like this is this is the biggest scene we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, Marianne, um, you know, a- appears like she she's there against her parents' wishes because she sees something in this in this roguish to Franzac. Um, yeah. And uh, Jean Francois, uh, Jean Francois, mm-hmm. he uh, <laughs> kind of immediately sets off like creep vibes about her. Like he's very protective. Um, yeah, they're, and... they're fucking, and you can tell right away. It's like uh, like it's just. I, I well, don't know you, if my well, in, you're, you're watching, you're, you're goes watching off, game but, game thrones right throne games yeah 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 I've, I've been watching throne of bones and and you can you can just tell if there's a brother and sister pair they're probably boned down <laughs> um, like that's not true it just happens once but it is uh and and this is uh i would say this is a spoiler if it wasn't evident from frame one mm-hmm. there's a brother and sister couple in crimson peak as well mm-hmm. that it just immediately like anytime like a brother or sister like you know touches <laughs> touch each other in a movie it's like oh these guys are fucking and you're right like 90 percent of the time yeah, like weird, it's such right? a stock standard plot twist like hmm. uh, so he's definitely got got designs yeah um on her in a gross way and he yeah. talks about uh this this kind of chekhov's bullet thing <laughs> that comes up because he he, he uh, uses uh silver bullets in his gun yeah, uh, custom to, made to sign his kills 
Yeah, he makes them himself. He's, yeah. it's like he has to have them custom made. Yeah, he's a like because he's a hunter, like you know, as 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 a yeah. nobleman, and he, uh, he he explains how he lost his arm in Africa, and he's real dismissive towards Defranzac, uh saying like, "Oh, why aren't you in Africa? You know, as a naturalist, like get out of our hair, kind of." Yeah, you know? totally. Like he doesn't want him here. Yeah. There's there's a real you know that's a very uh, uh, you know bloodborne exchange too, where Marianne is talking to Defranzac, and he's like, uh, "So you have no taste for the hunt?" And he says, "Is that a crime in these parts?" Mm-hmm. Is it that could have been from Bloodborne? <laughs> like that's not like something that you would say to somebody. Um, there's also this little bit here that's that's semi important with the uh, the Roma woman from before, yes. yeah, uh, where they start tormenting Manny and uh, they start this this fight. So there's like mm-hmm. an action scene, and uh, yes. she starts having a seizure. This kind of will come up again a little bit later. Yeah, but uh, um, Defranzac, knowing what she is, um, or you know, no, like knowing that she has uh, epilepsy or something like that, puts a, a knife hilt in her mouth to keep her from swallowing yeah. her tongue. And then, you know, Jean Francois is like, "This fucker, this guy. Where do you get off being a naturalist, a hunter, and also a, a healer? Fuck yeah. you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so the uh, you, you see a bunch of wolves get shot, a lot of puppers get hurt, and it's a little bit upsetting. Yeah. Um. You know. But then this uh, this this white wolf appears, and we it's like hmm, what's up with this white white wolf? Um, <laughs> you know they're gonna they're gonna shoot it, but Franzek stops him, stops uh, Manny for or uh, Marianne from shooting it. Yeah, with her ridiculously uh, long gun. Just the gun from the tall. Joker. Yep, it's, exactly. it's, it's like the Batman gun. Yeah, it's the Joker's gun from the Tim Burton Batman. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as this happens, like Manny stands up and he's surrounded by by birds and butterflies. Yep. Because he's close to nature, because he's a Native American. Yeah, and also this is a movie that was made, you know, in roundabouts two thousand. So the CGI is real goofy. Oh, is it bad? <laughs> yeah, like the both those things are like the two worst things about the movie. It's just mm-hmm. like the CGI reliance and and this this guy just being like closer to nature in a supernatural, you know, almost inhuman way mm-hmm. uh, to to the to the white man, like. It, it, it's real noble savagery yeah. and gross. And I'm just like, I saw this and I was just like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Like, I, I saw your tweet from last night this morning. And I was like, what am I watching? And I was like, yeah, he probably it, got I, to the I, butterflies, didn't he? I just like, like, it just kept getting to a point where I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, because um, we're not like, I mean, we're still really early in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more of this fucking moving chairs around before we get to. <laughs> where things are making sense <laughs> yeah. um yeah. There, there's some downtime and uh franzak kind of explains his relationship with manny uh to the guards and they're yeah. aghast that he would mix his blood with a with a savage their words not mine um, yeah it's pretty gross they're like hey can if you have sex with a white woman can you have children yeah you know and and <laughs> what is the line he uses he, he says really... like all, all all women look the same when the candle's out or yeah, something yeah. yeah like your women and my women look the same when the candle's out yeah which isn't what they asked they're talking about your <laughs> Compatibility your seed dog. Um, <laughs> Never say seed dog again. <laughs> Who is seed dog? <laughs> yeah. But then he starts assigning everybody totem animals. And it should be that noted that, okay. uh, that, uh, that 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 Thomas uh, is given is given the serpent. Um and Thomas is great. I love his party mullet. Like like his old timey party mullet. He has the worst haircut in the movie. <laughs> yep. For sure. And he's such a weird character that like becomes important. Mm-hmm. Like at the halfway point, yeah, seemingly out of nowhere. Like, oh, these guys had a strong bond that I really didn't see set up for the first, whole first half of this movie. <laughs> yeah, but I guess they're besties now. Yeah, no, like um, he, he he straight up joins their gang, and like the four of them, along with Mary Ann, it's like, yeah, fuck, rock on, man. Like, yeah. go, like go throughout the countryside solving wolf crime, please. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, I want that mini series. Like, give me 13 on HBO, man. <laughs> yeah. I Wolf Crimes. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, so, uh, Frontex taking this brothel and, uh, he meets this other character is going to turn out to be important. Surprisingly, this Italian courtesan named Sylvia. Yes. Uh, and they, they bone around. And she cuts him a bunch. Yeah, she, she, she does that I thing she's where she's gonna stab him in the face. Like oh, if she too. pulls a knife out from under the pillow. Which, like, if I ever go to a brothel, which I won't, but I'm definitely <laughs> checking under the pillow for knives. Yeah, well, especially the way that they uh, that they portray brothel, like the brothel here. You know, it's a lot of you know women walking around in corsets and nothing else, and their boobs hanging out. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but it's shot like the circus circus scenes from uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, yeah. And there's like straight up circus music in the background. It's very upsetting. Yeah. But yeah, definitely yeah. check for check for the knives just in case. Um, and also like that, like, ooh, explain this scar to me. I forget what movie that's from, but I feel like it's from some kind of like 80s action movie, like a, like a like roundabouts when Rambo came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But um, a, this is also the part where nobody wants to have sex with Manny because they think his tattoos move, right? Yes. And then the one girl volunteers because <laughs> she wants it exotic and, and they probably cut each other up too. Oh, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's yeah. just the way things go. Manny <laughs> doesn't talk like we're describing him and it makes it sound like I don't want to sound like I'm being racist and saying how weird it's tre- they're treating him. He's just this like he's just a silent savage where like they like noble savage like he's not a savage, but it's the, the trope. Um, and like there's literally times where like all of the white people are talking and then they look up and he's hanging from a tree like stoically (laughs) watching them like it is ridiculous the treatment of this character in this movie yeah and when he does talk it's like entirely to be sassy yeah it's 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 which could be worse it's not like you know you've angered the spirits the spirits are angry it could be way worse but it's still not it's it's still real like he's like half wisecracking sidekick Mm -hmm. half you know mystical shaman sidekick Mm-hmm. it's real weird yeah um also sylvia this uh this courtesan she just exists to have nice costumes hanging oh, yeah. on her like it's great yeah. like it's like it's all this costume graph it's like something out of the fall or something like the, yeah. way, the way they have her here and like most of the like interesting like people shots come from her as well like gons kind of breaks out this like okay all the composition we can we can get let's let's put it on her yeah as yeah, we it, as it, as as they pan up her up her naked body and her breasts uh, are match cut and a dissolve against mountains. Yeah, <laughs> they do a breast fade. Yep, they do a breast okay. fade to snow covered mountains. I think that happens in the Naked Gun. <laughs> there's a part where like he's talking about his ex Frank Drebin, and he looks out and there's two corn silos. He's like, mm. everything I look at reminds me of her. Mm-hmm. And then they fade to her breast from those two corn like there are those two <laughs> corn silo things. That's pretty great. Stole us from the naked gun. <laughs> My, the, the 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 notes right here say uh, uh, Silent Hill, Real Wolf, Joker Gun, Naked Gun. <laughs> the show notes so far. <laughs> okay, continue. Continue, continue <laughs> in that crazy beat poetry form for yeah, the notes. Improv like game. What comes next? Um, anyway, oh. uh, somebody else gets killed. Yeah, by this beast. Yes, and uh, uh, this this is revealed by their father uh, rushing into the, the the church, which is this amazing hospital. Like it's straight out of the old hunters, mm-hmm. like with yeah, uh, with yeah. the shrouds over the bed and like the the, the nuns in their in their nurse costumes. It's very striking. Um, and runs mm-hmm. in and summons them out to the river, and we find we find his son, um, his body contorted on top of the frozen river. Um, I, I, I tried to find some significance for the fact that most of the murders occur near water, but I couldn't. I, I don't I don't know any. 
Yeah. Based on it. I mean, it's like it's it's the the beast itself is part lion, right? Yeah. We find it, out it, at the it end. is it is a lion. Yeah, it's a lion. So like maybe there's something there. Like is that a Yeah, I don't know if like I, I looked that up, but I couldn't see does a lion hunt near rivers, but nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there's something like that. It it does seem to be and that it could just be for visual flourish. Like oh, yeah. it the, the the shots in this are so composed that mm-hmm. that could just literally be the idea. Mm-hmm. Um so Manny uh, tracks these rabbits rabbits to a cave during this part and he finds this uh, a young girl. Yeah, the daughter. Um, and, uh, yeah, the daughter. And this is where uh, Franzak finds the uh, metal spike. Yes. in the body of the boy. Yes, no no so, animal like, has metal fangs. He says exactly. when he when he gives his report later on, as Duhamel yeah. is uh, uh, dismissed um, in disgrace, right? Yes. As, a, yep. as again, the, the royalty kind of insists, nope, this is totally supernatural um, against yep. all of the findings from Defranzac. Yes, and he's replaced with this guy who I think is kind of a real scene stealer. I can't remember his name, but I like this new guy. Oh, uh, Boturn. Um, hmm? Boturn. Oh, I don't know. That, okay, that, that, I, that's I, I that's his so. name. That's his yeah, name. Yeah, okay, but that, yeah. that's not till, I, I till, till a little bit later. The cadence of a question. And oh. I, I wasn't, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was, so I was asking if that's who you meant. Is what I was doing. Well, I don't know his name, so yeah. the uh, it is who I meant. But I only, I'll trust you. <laughs> yeah, there's but. a there's a little bit more um, kind of like hemming and hawing. Like Franzak explains his doubts to Marianne, saying like, if I went back to the king right now and said, oh, he's five hundred pounds, and here are the sketches of him, you know, they'd call me a madman, right? Yeah. 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 And 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 Sylvia does this whole thing where she says, like, how Italian women uh, poison their husbands in the morning, give them the antidote in the evening to keep them, like, true mm-hmm. um, to them. And they go to sleep. And there's this really cool – when you mention the fall, like, that's a good kind of visual reference for some of the stuff that's happening yeah. in this. Because we get this dream sequence, which, like, ordinarily I don't like dream sequences. <laughs> uh, but this is really great where, like, he kind of wakes up looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't know if you've ever – like, I don't like sleeping in a room with a full-length mirror. No, no. In it. And this is part of the reason why is, like, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you look in the mirror, like, no, it's really easy to freak yourself out. No, I've, I, I, I have a full-length mirror in my bedroom, and I covered it with posters. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, they're not my favorite things, no. full-length mirrors in general. But, like, having a mirror in the bedroom seems like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the reflection he sees in the mirror is this real crazy, uh, like, impressionistic thing with, yeah. with Sylvia. Well, it it builds out too because it's just her, uh, it's just her silhouette, and her head is down, and she's mm-hmm. in this hat again. She's she 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 is a, a very beautiful woman, but she's a hanger for these very ornate costumes. Um, as she is like leaning over his body, um, again in mm-hmm. the in the reflection of the mirror, as the camera pulls in closer and uh, the light comes up on her and then the background builds out and we see that she is uh, kind of dressed like a wasp or a bug or something like that and is raising a uh, a dagger and like she is sta- like in the middle of it's like Venus rising or whatever it is like the birth of Venus except mm-hmm. instead of uh, instead of the clamshell and whatever it's a uh, it's a bunch of dead trees like composed in this radial fashion out from out from uh, behind her and then like up and around her as she gets ready to lower this knife down into his back. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful shot. It's really good. Yeah, I would definitely um, like if you can find that on YouTube. Like, fuck yes. Like this. Yeah. This is what Christoph Gans does best from the yeah. scene from from this uh you know movies of his that I've seen. Yeah. Um. So so now this this new guy's coming through this Buturn, uh guy's coming in because uh, Franzak wakes up. There's a parade, and uh, they meet. And I think this is the guy who I think is a real scene stealer. Like yeah. this guy looks like he's just like kind of a classic, kind of villainous, uh, character, and he doesn't believe. Or doesn't like he's not invested enough, or doesn't care, mm-hmm. or is actively disbelieving mm-hmm. what Franzak's saying about the beast, um, which is which is kind of interesting. Like, and that's going to kind of come in later a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, he oh. he is totally he's not having any any of it. He's here to produce results. It's like yes. when they send somebody down from corporate. 
<laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, uh again here comes manny again uh the the, yep. y- the young girl that they found is uh kind of convulsing in her uh in, in her bed in the hospital and manny runs in uh and he breaks open his bracelet and drizzles something over her face that i couldn't quite determine what it was oh, it's native american magic okay cool um it's, it's medicine man powers <laughs> that he has <laughs> Yeah. And this is intercut with Franzak working over his sketches and stuff. And uh, uh, Sardis, the, uh, the 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 priest and the, you know, the guy who runs the hospital, he is very much um, um, he tries to accuse him of uh, dropping poison in her face and doing like shouting satanic incantations. Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't really go anywhere. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she she kind of comes back and she starts talking about this encounter she has with the beast. Yeah. Um, which is also this is also a cool looking scene mm-hmm. as well. Like it's it's weird, weirdly stylized. Like the the color is inverted in the scene, so it looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> this kind of uh, in in a way like, but when you actually see the beast, this is the first time I want to say you see the beast at all. Yes, really, it is. Um, and it it keeps going back and forth between based on whether it's a close up shot or a medium shot. Mm-hmm. And medium shot beast looks the worst. Oh yes, definitely. And close up beast looks cool. <laughs> and they they flip between them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like. And this this continues for the whole movie. Well, like, what's <laughs> what's funny here is if you just take the appearance of this scene, it's okay that the beast looks kind of janky because like it could just be the like the way this girl's telling the story and how stylized it is. Like this could just right. be like some of the weird dream freakout sequences from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know, right. like the, it makes sense that everything is moving around kind of choppily. Yeah, you know, me. <laughs> yeah and it like and and is inverted. But you know, it's like okay, well, it'll probably look better and like be a little bit less crazy later on no actually like we're seeing a very accurate representation of the way this movie portrays the beast Um, but at least here it's also dark like if you're gonna do bad cg at least light it (laughs) or don't Mm -hmm. light it rather uh but later on he's pretty much always in the full light of day yeah yeah uh yeah don't don't show the beast (laughs) um so so what buturin's plan is is to uh he they killed a wolf and he's like we got the wolf and and franzak's interested but he looks he's it's not the wolf he's saying no you're a taxidermist you're gonna make it the wolf because we're gonna return this to paris the king's gonna thank you we need to put an end to this and just say we caught it and uh he reluctantly does it yeah and uh and starts uh putting together creating a fake wolf yeah and this is real gross because it's a lot of close-up shots of taxidermy yeah taxidermy which is upsetting enough (laughs) like yeah i will i will look at some taxidermy if it's there but i uh, it's 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 an absurding idea yeah upsetting idea Yeah. Um, but while this is happening, that's kind of intercut uh, with a first person sequence of this guy walking into the brothel who scares all the women. And we get a, a, a close up shot of a red ring. Again, this is like blink and you'll miss it. But it's also a clue as to the identity of this person who is trying to undermine things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. as as he's getting ready to go back to France, Marianne is cold to him. Um, and we find out that uh, she has gotten some of the sketches that he has done because he is drawing uh, this Italian courtesan like one of his French women. Um, yes. Yeah. He, he draws an Italian woman like one of his French women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's really upset about it, which like I, I part of me was just like, hey, you don't really have a like to stand on here. <laughs> like, that, that's OK. Like, it's, you know, he, you guys weren't committed, you know, <laughs> like they were hanging out like they're. Yeah, they were. They, but I mean, they were just they were just buddies yeah. and stuff. You know, you don't own this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I I thought the reaction was weird. Like, I I it, the scene read is like, oh, did I miss something? Yeah. Like, did they get married off camera or something like mm-hmm. that? Like, not married or even just like spend more than five minutes with each other off camera. Yeah. You know, which I guess there has to be some implied 
relationship development, but it wasn't in the movie. And like, it's hard for me to say it was cut out because nothing was cut out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Again, so, it's two and a half hours long. So like what it just, it felt, this felt unearned to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really yeah. get it. Like it's so if she wasn't doing it directly to him, like, you know, like, like directly at his face, like how could you, I could totally believe that like, Oh, she had feelings for him and she does. She just didn't say anything. And you know, there, there was no breach of trust because there was no trust to be breached. Yeah. You know, and she's kind of like, oh, gosh, this this sucks because I should have said something and now I feel bad. But it, like it is straight up a confrontation that is aided by, you know, Jean-Francois, who comes in and like she, she said, leave, buddy. Yeah. 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 Kind of does that. <laughs> yeah. So. And, but he pushes this guy over. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a good good shove <laughs> of, of this. Uh, the, the guy who plays Jean-Francois is really uh, visually kind of perfect. Yes. Like he he looks, you know, looks the part. Yeah. For what he is. Yeah, so like, like even even before he lost his arm and got, you know, changed when he was in Africa, um, you, you could probably tell that he was not like just visually. He looks like a like an evil guy. Yeah, he looks he looks disturbing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, so so we're, we're heading back. He's heading back to France now and he kind of gets bribed to leave. <laughs> um, You know, this is this is when he gets bribed to leave. Right. I'm not missing up the sequencing. They're like, hey, there's a ship leaving for Africa. You could be on it. The king's going to be grateful. Yes. This, uh, this, this is about where it's. Yep. Yeah. But he, he gets a book before on his way out. Yeah. Uh, after after Boutern reveals this uh, fake beast that he created. <laughs> Which and gives looks him a so book goofy. That, it's really goofy. But I mean, the real beast looks pretty goofy. Uh-huh. It's a uh, and and this book, which I cannot pronounce. <laughs> the Elephant. Yeah. Elephant de France, which is the edification of France. Yes um yeah it's like a secret book mm-hmm. his past yes this is a, it's like, like it's like a tract right yeah and i'm surprised there wasn't more time like this is a weird this is maybe the point in the movie where like it starts turning and getting strange because mm-hmm. i was like okay we're gonna find out more about that book uh but that doesn't <laughs> happen really no it's and not like, it's not until like all of the other kind of consequent or like a kind of inconsequential evidence is put together that this yeah. is used as the kicker because i mean we don't need to beat around the bush this is like a it's it's a, a piece of propaganda saying that the that the beast is here to punish the king uh for yes. uh, for value, valuing science over religion yes 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 yeah yep 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 and so yep. you know like th- this is you know given to him and we can only assume that he reads it in the meantime and that's what helps him put together the conspiracy but uh, that is not revealed to us mm-hmm Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so he's bribed to go back to Africa, and there's a scene where he's, uh, the, you know, the beast ends up killing again. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, in the water, right? Yeah. This is the scene with the, <laughs> All yeah, of them the, are in the, the water. The water. No. Well, the, the pit, like the mud pit. Yeah, so it's the mud pit. There's this woman who's uh, trying to retrieve her lamb, like her dog mm-hmm. has led her to uh, to an escaped lamb, um, and she's trying to clamber up the side of this ravine as the, as the uh, wolf comes and gets her. And this is a pretty cool reveal, which, again, bad CG. It looks really bad in motion, and still it can kind of be okay. Like she turns mm-hmm. around and there's a freeze frame like on her eye as uh, as we see the beast kind of like edge up behind her. But again, it's it's never like full on looking at looking at the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of get the sense that it does look kind of weirdly mechanical here. Yes. Um, which is going to be, you know, because it's got elements of metal to it, mm-hmm. um, to its costume, I guess. Um, yeah. And uh, so so as uh, you know, our, our man's left. Um, and Sylvia, the, the courtesan comes up to Marianne and says like, Hey, you should be, you should forgive this guy. He calls your name in his sleep earlier. She said like all men call the name of their true desire in their sleep, mm-hmm. which like, I hope is not true. Cause it just <laughs> means, you know, just like 
uh you know gummy savers <laughs> <laughs> solitude solitude <laughs> yeah i know um you know just 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 over and over and over uh, uh nicely but the uh so so she's like okay i'll do it because mm-hmm. <laughs> because she's real fickle emotionally <laughs> um there's probably an argument to be made that this is a pretty poorly handled lady character in this movie uh, given everything that happens, like, yeah, she's Mar- not Marianne. Very, she's not very active. Yeah. Like she's not, I mean, uh, Sylvia is really good. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's a mover and shaker and she's empowered. Yeah. Marianne, not so much. I wish that they would have done more with her because I like her actress a lot. I like her actress a lot too. Yeah. Like, uh, she looks really cool dressed up as, as a hunter. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And like she, she gets to do the two that a couple of times too. And she, she displays like, you know, competence in those, in those scenes. It's just, she's kind of at the whim of the plot. Um, yeah, the, yeah like she, she just time. falls in plot love yeah. and like he fell in plot love too which is not cool but he's also betrayed as, as kind of a kelso for the rest of the time mm-hmm. so like he's he's shown as shown as good <laughs> but yeah that like instant plot love is always a thing that bothers me mm-hmm. in movies anyway like i'm always gonna notice two people just falling in love for no reason instantly mm-hmm. and uh that definitely happens here like a lot of the stakes are, are tied up in this yeah um, but, but this, uh, but this, hey, you should forgive him. This happens when she's going to uh, to pray at the church, and uh, mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, the, uh, the 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 priest who is looking cagier and cagier as things, cagier and cagier as things go on, um, kind of chases her out. Um, yeah, because she knows that you know, like again, so, so, something's going on. Yeah, but this um, this segues to Thomas meeting with meeting with Franzak on the docks. Essentially, he's ready to go. And uh, presents him with uh, with this letter from Marianne saying, "Hey, come back." And also, we need to hunt this beast because he's killed again. Yep. And and Manny's up on a, on a uh, <laughs> you know a crow's nest or something like that. Like up on a bow. Yeah, a, yeah being being stoic. <laughs> um, so so they meet at this this house um, where the the beast actually comes in and attacks, um, which is really really cool. The shot because the we see the beast like going in, they don't notice it mm-hmm. um, when down- they first go in. Well, no, it's yeah. uh, the, the the shot is uh, like they send uh, they send the owner of the house down to the cellar to fetch them some wine, I guess, or something mm-hmm. like like this is a guy who's helping you know, in their conspiracy to love. Um, and uh, he goes down and he's carrying this lantern and it's, it's like a nothing shot like you just see it's framed by the cellar stairway as it like mm-hmm. comes down. And it's like silent, like, like no, no attention is paid to it until you hear the scream. The uh, what it reminded me of most, um, the movie The Village. Yeah, the, the M Night Shyamalan movie, which is not a good movie, but the first time the creatures in that movie attack, mm-hmm. there's a shot that's very similar to this, where like characters are doing something in the foreground, and one of the creatures <laughs> is just standing in the background. Yeah, um, and it's just kind of framed, and you don't the it doesn't draw attention to it, mm-hmm. and it's really really effective and cool. And I, yeah. like I always notice that that kind of technique in in horror themed things, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's not used very often. No, um, or for my liking, like I really like it, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what this reminded me of. Yeah, no, it was it was very effectively done because this terrible thing was just a background element. Yeah, and that's 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 great. <laughs> As he was for the whole first half of the movie, but this attack kind of yeah. kicks off that transition. Yeah, now now we are in a different movie. Now we're in the <laughs> last quarter of Twenty Eight Days Later, rather than <laughs> the first quarter, because um, we get this awesome like attack scene. Yeah. Where like the the beast like attacks. Yeah, like they're tearing and, uh, through the inside of this house like it's Resident Evil Four. Yeah, and he and he just like st- they just straight up fight it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no like I'm just gonna punch this this gigantic mecha wolf. <laughs> like, like, no problem. Yeah, uh, and and Marion holds her own in this too. Like she's yeah. not like running around. Like she's using pieces of the house against it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's super cool. Like, it's a good fight. But the, the beast um, ends up cornering her, and then it ends up sparing her. Yeah, like, just backs like, off. Mm. Yeah, why would you mm. do that? And then we see a masked man, uh, which I think we saw this mask for a brief moment before this, too. It's in the dream sequence. Yeah, and it's really it's cre- super creepy, good mask. Yeah. And blows this whistle to recall it. Yeah. And you're like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now they're galvanized by the fact that they have seen this thing. They know, okay, what the fuck? Something's going mm-hmm. on. Like, DeFranzak never says, okay, it's it's officially something supernatural, but... um you know, it's 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 homing in on him. It's like it's specifically victimizing him. Yeah. And, th- and that's why he knows like, hey, this is under control of a person. Yeah. Like this is, you know, so and 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 that's really key. And does this this transition to this pumpkin thing, which I really love <laughs> yeah. um, other than than Manny being <laughs> like, you know, your guns are, are useless to me. Let me throw this tomahawk at yeah. these. They make pumpkins. too much noise. They make too much smoke. They smell bad. Yeah, exactly. So here's here's the uh, the cool, you know, uh, Native American way that I do this. And it's just like, you got to stop piling up these cliches. Like, um, <laughs> it's also like there's probably some sub level and there are probably people who are really annoyed that I keep bringing this up. But like I was reading about it. And that's like a Filipino actor. OK, I want to say, too, like it's not even they didn't even He's... cast like a real they like engage in every Native American stereotype and then don't cast mm-hmm. like actual representation. Yeah, like, he's, he's he's like Fil- Filipino, Spanish, Irish, something else. Yeah, yeah. Like and he's he's like a fine actor if he just had better material. Like, oh, definitely. Like yeah, and, he's and fine. I, I would even say his like I, I will I will I will defend his relationship with the Franzak. Like those two being buddies again. I want to watch them solve wolf crimes. Yeah, wolf crimes. yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, it, it's I would watch that wolf crime movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. just it just with uh, with slightly fewer yeah. Native American cliches. Yeah, just like less stereotype. Like let him let him become a character and like he kind of becomes one right before he dies. A little bit. Like he, I mean, he does a little bit, but yeah, and then his death is just very like overwrought and he's like, his death serves a purpose for the main character yeah, more than anything, which is a kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but anywho, this pumpkin training scene I actually really like, uh, <laughs> cause you just like a vegetable you imagine like exploding, you know, with bullets, but I like watching it. <laughs> well, they explode with bullets, but, um, the, like these aren't pumpkins that have like stringy guts. They're, they're pumpkins that leak orange goo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here's the part when you when you said i had that tweet where i said what the shit am i watching it's actually this next scene (laughs) where uh manny is straight up about to lead thomas on a vision quest giving him peyote (laughs) like how like it's like a bingo card (laughs) it's amazing like i was just like what is happening like is there you really gonna go lean into that (laughs) and i mean they kind of do um yeah so yeah so that's that happens and they're kind of like okay well we, you, you you will you will sleep and we will dance the dance of blood and we will you know the the, the oh gosh the 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 wolf will come with the sun or something like that yes great um so so this is a really great fight scene though oh my gosh uh, this is amazing yeah, this, this is, is awesome yeah, yeah. This, is, this is one of my favorite sequences like actually from here on out it's great <laughs> yep. um like the movie is really really good from here on out so mm-hmm. like they they set up all these series of traps for the beast um which is awesome. Like it, it's, it's <laughs> I, like eventually it became a comedy because at yeah, first yeah. They, they, they lure him into the cage that drops over top of him and he breaks out of it. And then there's the log and then it just yeah. keeps going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just trap after trap after trap. Well, it's because it, the, the movie stops being realistic. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's never realistic at, I mean, the, at any point, but like, this is when it straight up becomes like a fantasy movie. <laughs> like th- this kind of like, per absurd trap layout thing like i'm like okay this is the kind of movie we're in now mm-hmm. you know these people have superpowers <laughs> for some reason and they're fighting super wolf yeah and like there's this is all magic and nonsense like 
that it just made it work for me. Like this was the the flip. There was a, yeah. the switch. I was like, oh okay. And like I'm watching a, watching a magical realism action movie now. And this this actually really works for me because like if it was just a long protracted scene of them fighting this beast, that'll look really stupid because it's a bunch of it's it's three real people fighting a uh, fighting yes. a video game character. Like a yeah PS2 midbox. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. but but instead they they're using these traps and it's composed really well. Like you can tell where everything is in relationship to each other mm-hmm. and as it kind of continues on like it has this awesome rhythm to it as like okay trap hold 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 break trap yeah. hold 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 break and as they kind of like roll up as the as like the frontier advances like that is a really good choice because this is the last this is the last big conflict that the beast is really involved in and everything they do afterwards is like mm-hmm. humans fighting against humans which is also really great. Yeah. Um, in this movie. But yeah, this is this is this is a, a highlight. I'm yeah. sure this scene is is on YouTube. <laughs> so I, I at least I hope so. Yeah. Um so the beast ends up getting Thomas's arm and kind of drags him off. And Fronsock, <laughs> since those guys are all of a sudden like super bros, <laughs> um, ends up tending to him while Manny tracks the beast to a cave. Yes. And uh, and he's attacked um by people. Yeah. Um uh, it's it's not uh, the beast, it's a it's a bunch of uh, cultists essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is super creepy too because he's in this cave that's full of like at first I thought they were crosses, but I guess they're training dummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, something like Which, that. Super cool. Don't they find a bunch of copies of the book here too? Or is uh, that, that that's later? that's a little bit later on in okay. the in the room full of crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, so so he's being attacked and then eventually the the Roma girl from earlier uh, shows mm-hmm. up, he decides to spare her but gets shot in the back. Yes. Um which uh, and then which cuts to a Franzak no scream, <laughs> uh, which is you know more believable than him, uh, him and Thomas or him yeah. and Marianne. Well, it's it's it, even it's the relationship in the movie that's believable. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't cut to that. It cuts to them throwing uh th- throwing Manny out in the woods. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, and he's still alive. Like he dies alone in the middle of the woods. Which fuck. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, Franzak realizes he hasn't seen him in a while um and goes looking for him and you know like you you see him scream no you don't hear it which is good <laughs> it would be super yeah it's still it's still it's still a, like it's, it's still a yeah. no it, sh- it still shouldn't be done yeah um but the big thing is he finds a silver bolt in his back which like okay dipshit like well, he, he signed her kills like <laughs> he he lovingly performs an autopsy like he's sobbing <laughs> he's sobbing yeah. as he washes the body with a sponge like yeah i, I should be like seeing this as like the the, the last act of respect and camaraderie <laughs> between it's, between it's two still friends. a very tender like brotopsy though <laughs> and it's it's still weird <laughs> like brotopsy's gotta get like come into vogue <laughs> like listen bro <laughs> like listen you're, you're gonna be kaylee's godfather and if i ever die i want you to give me a brotopsy <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm gonna taxidermy you and put you up in the in the den yeah i'm gonna turn you into a bigger stronger version of yourself <laughs> and, and present you king. to the king of france yeah. they don't even have a king anymore dog <laughs> prime minister whatever <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but this is where this becomes a a, a crazy revenge movie mm-hmm. where fronsack gets magic powers <laughs> and become becomes a spirit of vengeance this is where it becomes the crow for some reason yeah but it works so good because it's, well, it's he's like, like he's like thought, batman too well he, he's 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 like the bat crow and like it works because partly because like at this point like the movie's leaning into its strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Like the costume design stuff in the beginning is 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 fun, but the pacing is really slow. Mm-hmm. Like you could condense the first half of this movie very easily to like yeah. a half hour or something like that. 
or like less and have it be like a fury road thing and just have it be like adrenal you know adrenaline <laughs> just we, of... we never stop because like there's cool stuff in those quiet moments and mm-hmm. we, we called it out but there's so much of it that's dumb and like yeah. hard to keep track of and confusing and like it just felt to me like not a very an, a very efficient story mm-hmm. uh, for much of it and it's not like that that slowness i didn't feel like added to this yeah like i would have i'm just on board for this mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, oh, this is cool because they earned it and it was slow. Yeah. Uh, and good slow. It was bad slow, but good fast. Yeah. But like it, and, it picks up, uh, you know, an hour and a half in, which is, you know, and that's a lot. That, that is a long time. That's like uh, my, my roommate just wrote like read his, or wrote his uh, Xeno Gears review where he's like, yeah, you get your, your flying mech 40 hours in. <laughs> it's really great. It's 40 hours in like it, it's still that's 40 hours, you know, no matter what. Yeah. And this is still 90 minutes of a two and a half hour movie before like it really picks up. And like when it picks up, it's great. Yep. Like this is all great. Everything from here on is super cool. Yeah, because so he shows not he, focusing on the shitty first half. But yeah. like <laughs> just pointing out if you, you pick up this movie based on a recommendation, you start watching. You're like, this is boring. Why are those assholes lie to me? Like it gets good eventually. Yeah. And specifically around the time when he lights a stable on fire. So the cultists run out and he starts picking them off with flame arrows. It is so video (laughs) gamey. It's uh, and then he just goes back and fights like a dozen dudes. Well, this is, this is awesome because he goes into the house and it's like following him. And again, just all of the cuts like make sense. Like the direction he attacks is the direction it cuts. Then it comes back to it. Like you get the feeling of him going through this house and just clearing it with his short swords. Yeah. Yeah, it, all of the action scenes are really well done too. It doesn't have that like l- late two thousands, uh, like you know, quick using, yeah, yeah, quick cut. Like they they linger on shots long enough to know what's happening, mm-hmm. um, which I really appreciate. Which is like a thing um, when you, when you mentioned earlier, like Hong Kong cinema, like that's that's a Hong Kong cinema thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, action choreography uh, was better back in the day, <laughs> and yeah. part of the reason why is because they let you see things happen. Yeah, like a, an action could start and conclude in one shot mm-hmm. uh, and as opposed to cutting for the impact and, and losing any sense of momentum. Um, there's a really, if you know the YouTube channel, um, every frame of painting. Oh God, I love that. Yeah. The, the one he does on Jackie Chan is amazing. And it's just like, Oh yeah, this is why every action movie that I've seen in the last like 15 <laughs> years is garbage. Yep. Like, um, and this, this doesn't fall into that trap. No, no. And, and I, I'm really happy about that. Like they're really well composed action scenes. They're a little bit more sped up than like, like old Jackie Chan stuff, but mm-hmm. they aren't, they aren't transformers the dark of the moon nightmares <laughs> yeah exactly well, yeah. yeah but as he goes through this and works his way into the guts of the house down into the basement in the cellar he gets into again the, the aforementioned room full of crazy uh which has uh, the, the the prerequisite uh, uh documents on the walls and pictures and sketches but also like just really disturbing like haunted house stuff like a fetus mm-hmm. in a jar and bones and skulls and then like these african masks again an- another clue um, as it yeah. goes on, this is also where we see a bunch of the copies of the books. Yeah. But um, yes. he gets into a conspiracy the conspiracy. Yes, he gets into the inner layer and uh, uh, kills one last guy before he just, you know decides All right, I got to get out here and bird Monty's body at dawn because that's yep. what his people. That's do. what his people would have would have appreciated. Yeah. yeah. So um, he heads out and then uh, Sardis shows up. Uh, to arrest him because he murdered a bunch of cultists <laughs> and uh, he's actually knocked out and kind of kept in this prison. And uh, Sylvia shows up and this is where like, it's like, okay, like this is the reason why she was here at all. Um, she's a, she's a spy for the Vatican. Yeah. Like in case you weren't expecting that, like, cause I wasn't, 
Nope. Um, like I knew, figured something was up, but like, cause there's a part earlier where she says something like information is my stock and trade or she says some line about it where it's like, okay, like, yeah, you know, there's something going on with her, but I didn't expect her to be a, specifically a spy for the Vatican. <laughs> um, but she poisons him like that whole thing about the poison at night and antidote mm-hmm. or poison in the morning at night. Like everything is, is fitting together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she poisons him. Yeah. Poisons him. And uh, he apparently dies. And this news gets back to Marianne and she doesn't believe it. You know, Jean-Francois, um, you know, is using this as violence against her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, you know, with uh, with Sardis to see the body and she threatens to go see the king. Um, but yeah. uh, um, that will not do. And Sardis is like, control your sister, dog, to Jean-Francois. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the beast has, has stopped killing for now, um, which we find out mm-hmm. why. Or we know why. Like, he's been injured yeah. um, during during all this stuff. Um, and then uh, a really gross uh, sexual assault scene uh, where Jean-Francois well, no, uh, like, confesses. Like, he, yeah, he confesses uh, to, um, to Sardis. Like, he goes specifically to him in the capacity oh, of yeah, a priest. Yeah. And happens, this, this, this is where yeah. he says, you know, like, well, there's there's a way that you can, you know, there's only one way to get rid of this evil spirit inside of you. And that's when the creepiness sets in. After we see Sylvia exhume Franzok's body, this protracted yes. scene of Jean-Francois creeping on Marianne. And it's not entirely uh, just... It's uh, not gross gratuitous. And rapey. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not gratuitous. It does like, it's still an incestuous sexual assault, but the reveal, like the cool thing about it, like the good thing that mm-hmm. happens in it or the, the effective thing is Jean-Francois is like, what, why won't you be with me? Which is like, come no. on, you know, uh, uh, bread and taboo that, so we don't make monster babies. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. the, uh, he's like, is it because of this? And he starts taking off his, his shirt to show you think he's missing an arm, but he doesn't. He has one creepy Resident Evil monster arm. Yep, that is bound which, behind his body. Yep, which is yep. great. Which we've seen this thing before, but it's creepy. Mm-hmm. So in Africa, he he gained a case of monster arm. Well, um, <laughs> his his arm got deformed, and he, it's 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 very scarred and stuff, and was non functional for a while. But Sardis, um, I forget where I like that like this is this is implied or it's stated or I was reading in some supplemental stuff. He bound it behind him. Um, you know, mm. like to help hide it and uh, use that as a means of control or something like that. And it looks like a monster arm because he hasn't cut his fingernails and also it's covered with sores, but it's somehow yeah. not atrophied enough that uh, that he will that, <laughs> that he can't swing a gigantic sword with it. It's yeah, it's still an effective monster arm. Yeah. Well, it's because it's got monster powers from Africa. Like it's just magic <laughs> right? at this point. Well, okay. Like, yeah, there, there's there's just magic. He's a sorcerer. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Like don't 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 try to make it. You know, the head cannon doesn't have to be complete. Yeah. Here. But yeah, then he you know he he uh, he sexually assaults her. It's no good. But he reveals the reason why the beast didn't attack her. It's because it smelled uh, her brother on him. Yes. So. Yeah. Yep. But, but now that he's awake, he he got fake, you know, or uh, uh, our hero. Yeah, Franzak. Uh, Franzak uh, got fake put to sleep. He comes back for revenge, mm-hmm. um, which he already got a bunch of revenge. But here's some more. <laughs> here's some more. Um, again, yeah. another amazing shot as the as the Brotherhood. Um, yeah, these cultists the, are great. The remaining cultists in this hollow, um, and they're striking red robes, all holding their torches. Yeah, fuck. It's really really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Sardis is saying like, hey, we need more beasts. Yeah, because we have to undermine the king. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's real good. And uh, Fran Franzok shows up, and this is the point where I'm like, oh, he definitely died and got magic powers. <laughs> like he's, he's got cool skull face paint. Like he, you know, climbs up in the sky. Like it's a video game 
ending and he's got cool <laughs> powers but he names them the same way he named them them in court yeah. like they're all wearing masks but he's like you know it's you and you and you all the the people and then he jumps down and scalps one of them <laughs> <laughs> using the tricks he learned from his native american partner uh-huh um to, to just complete the cliche it's the one thing that he didn't do and he did it for him after <laughs> his, died. his last unfinished deed <laughs> yep exactly uh-huh. And then Sylvia shows up as the sidekick for this like Resident <laughs> Evil Five like sequence. Yep, and uh, and kills the Roma girl with a with a fan blade. Yeah, no, and again, just she's amazing costumes. She's dressed up in like yeah. in like in like a, a like evening evening dress kind of kind of it's, thing. It's, it's so video gamey. Like <laughs> this this whole section is so like Devil May Cry or something. Like <laughs> I mean, it's not quite that that bad, but it's very just mm-hmm. like stylish like action. Like yeah. It's very much supposed to be badass. Mm-hmm. It ends with this duel between uh, Defrançac and uh, Jean Francois, where uh, Jean Francois has the puzzling stone stone sword mm-hmm. from Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Like it, it is one hundred percent that. Like it yeah. is. There's no, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> it doesn't even look like the the sword that Ivy has. Like it's not the Soul Calibur sword. Nope. It's the puzzling stone sword. It's made of stone. <laughs> yep. It's made of stone and made to look like bone. Bone stones. Yep. Um, is a bone stone and breaks apart into a whip mm-hmm. and i'm like what he's got a trick weapon like what <laughs> what is this yeah uh, yeah did i fall asleep yeah, I, am i dreaming the rest of this am i filling in the rest like, of this movie when like there's parts like i definitely because i was kind of bored watching the first part there are definitely parts where i just kind of like didn't literally wake up but just kind of woke up to like whoa <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at now huh yeah huh. Like, huh. wow that's kind of huh. kind of a big delta there all right yeah but um but they have this big fight and it's only the two of them because marianne has dealt with the roma and um uh duhamel's men have uh rained down you know gunfire on the rest but uh jean francois mm-hmm. has a uh has has a bone to pick and they have again this pretty awesomely choreographed duel as he is using mm-hmm. this whip to uh to uh, kind of like grapple with uh with, with uh jean Fran- or uh, de franzac rather um yeah and just in the middle of one of these kind of grappling things, Defranzac uh, slits his throat, you know, just like, just mm-hmm. okay, because it's right up here. And knowing that he's dead, he screams out, you know, hey, Marianne, look at me, watch me. And uh, mm-hmm. yanks the yanks the uh, trick sword back and brings the short sword up and stabs himself through the torso with it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Defranzac says, hey, you're a madman. Marianne's not here. And then, oh, 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 I put her pretty little head in a box. You know, you have you, yeah. you, you have united us forever, Franzak. Uh oh. And it's just like, oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. She's dead. So, uh, but yeah, Sylvia makes sure he's still dead. Stabs him up, and uh, decides to to spare uh, to Franzak and tells him to get away as fast as he can. Yeah. I'm like get out of here. And this is really the climax of the movie. We just have this little bit of a uh, of, of uh, a denouement coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sardis is fleeing from wolves in the wood they're going to descend on him so he gets his mm-hmm. and uh you know defronsock is uh is walking back is this the uh the part with the beast okay that that comes later yeah that's that's, a, that, that's later that, that okay. that's that's one of the many return of the king endings yeah this, this, this <laughs> does have a lot of closing shots um, all stacked <laughs> yeah. up on each other but he at this point he believes that uh that marianne is dead and he's shawshanks like straight up shawshanks in the rain yeah yeah yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, but the Mar- the Marquis comes and finds Franzak and tells him that uh, Marianne is you know, not dead, but dying. And he goes and confesses her love for her. And he uses his um, ancient Native American um, healing bracelet to drizzle something over her face. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the, we zoom out. We go back to present day. And uh, yeah, the, we don't act, you know, the uh, uh, it's it's the revolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Marquis who's writing this is still trapped in his house. 
you know, they're beating back the door, but then we return to the king back to uh, the, the Marquis accompanying De Fronsac to the beast lair, yeah. um, where it's wounded. And this is where we find out the origin of the beast. Yes. Um, it was a lion that was brought back uh, from Africa by Jean-Francois and uh, taught through cruelty and kind of neglect to hate humans. Yes. And, and then and also trained. modified with this horrible metal. To, yeah, uh, where's this know. this horrible armor? And it's it's a pathetic figure, so he takes mercy on it. Yeah, like, you know, he, he gives it, like, pet pet pets. <laughs> yeah, he, he gives this pupper a pet yeah. and then shoots it in the face. Yes. Um, yeah, and Thomas finds out secretly the most important character. Fronzak <laughs> uh, wants Thomas to come and be a perpetual third reel for the rest of his life. And, uh, <laughs> well, no, they're going to they're gonna go solve lion crime in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the trio. Uh, but uh, Thomas doesn't want any part of that. Yeah. So, so he, he'd rather be, you know, sent to the guillotine. And uh, he says, yeah. uh, you know, in, in, in late at night, it's been, you know, I, I haven't seen them since then. But um, I dream of, you know, uh, DeFrancac and Marianne, you know, being happy in Africa. And then we um, cut to a ship with Franzak and Marianne as Franzak spreads Manny's ashes over the ocean. But we don't know if this is the dream or if it's reality or not. Yeah. And then um, a gigantic totem pole burst from the sea <laughs> uh, covered with eagles. <laughs> And trout and bears. Yep, and it splits open and, and, like a like a beautiful <laughs> flower. And inside yeah. is Manny. He's like, "Yo, wolf crime. Where's Thomas yeah. at? I told yeah. you to bring Thomas." Yep. Um, and Manny pops out of it and and, and says, uh, "Gives." Uh, he says, "You will now be uh, uh, stabs us with wolves." I don't know. <laughs> stab, stab, <laughs> you will now be stabs wolves. Yes, that is your new name. Yep. You have been. Because uh, as the last, I didn't give anyone an Indian name during this entire movie. <laughs> the last thing on the bingo checklist, and not just to, to get a bingo, to get a blackout. Like, <laughs> yeah. And all of that happened, literally all of it. Yeah, and then, then and then, if it then doesn't show up on your DVD, you got the wrong version. Yeah, you got. We told you there's a bunch of different versions. <laughs> um, you got to get the version that was banned by the, the uh, <laughs> by the by the decency board that was formed yeah. by the creation of that cut. Yes. Um, yeah, and then that's that's the movie that's Brotherhood of the Wolf, mm-hmm. which like I'm really glad I watched. Me too. Um, like it, I ended up liking it. I don't know if I'm in a real hurry to watch it again. Like it is really good. You had to get through a lot. It reminded me of like when I was young and read Jurassic Park multiple times. It's like oh, mm-hmm. see your Jurassic Park. You start on page eighty. Like <laughs> it's it's you know the the beginning of that book is really boring. And and lest anybody think I'm an idiot and I'm you know don't have a like I can handle a slow paced thing. Like, I like a slow-paced thing. You know, my, my favorite movie is There Will Be Blood. It's like nothing happens in that movie forever. <laughs> um, but it, it does things with tension, and, and it's it's deliberately paced. Whereas here, the begin- like, most of this movie just feels, not most, mm-hmm. half this movie just feels very bloated to me. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it's a, it's a strength mm-hmm. that it's slow, so slowly paced. Um, the payoff is totally worth it. And, like, there are scenes that, like, I can imagine, like, if I if people made, like, mixtapes for action movies, <laughs> which, like... Why isn't that a thing? But like, if people did that, like there are scenes that would go on my like summer summer action mix or whatever. 
Yeah. For this. Definitely. I feel about the same. I like this movie. Um, I think that there are maybe just enough, like marginally just enough, like likable actors in, mm-hmm. you know, even the slow parts and, you know, enough like moments of what the fuck, like, you know, when it's mm-hmm. a slasher movie at the beginning that like, like those tentpoles buoy me through the, you know, the, the, the court intrigue kind of parts of it. Yeah. Um, and the action is, is, is fantastic. Like I tend not to watch a lot of action movies because they confuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, I could totally follow it. Um, yeah and, and but most of them are bad like it's it's like yeah. action is not done really well and that's the one thing like i kind of want this director to get because i've never seen the silent hill movie and, and you have and like the my understanding is that like there are a bunch of really cool sequences and visually it's really neat but it falls apart and is not very good ultimately yeah like and you know you can i, I haven't seen it so i don't know that to be true but uh, it, the, it, it has big problems um it yeah. does a very good job of being a silent hill thing yeah I just I want this guy to find like he's got so much talent that I want him to find like the perfect vehicle for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, I don't think this is it. Like this is really good, but he's like again I just don't feel like he's totally leaning into his strengths. Yeah, like I would love to see uh, something that was akin. You know, I think he would benefit from like something like you know a, a Fury Road style pacing. Mm-hmm. You know, not that like I mean I want all action movies to have a Fury Road style pacing now that <laughs> Fury Road is such a masterpiece. But like I, something that is just more uh, kinetic kind of throughout even if the whole thing isn't all action but if things are moving more mm-hmm. you know in in the slow parts like there there's more opportunity for visual flourish yeah you know and like slightly less ponderous mm-hmm. um, but i ended up liking it and and that's it's saying something when like it's very rare that i get to um you know an hour into a movie and really dislike it mm-hmm. to end up actually liking it right like to have something pull out of a nosedive as strong as this did mm-hmm like it's not a favorite, but it ended up being, you know, a pass on the pass fail scale. Yeah. Which at a point during my watch I didn't think it would. Yeah. So um so I found two I know I know we're coming up on time here, but I found two kind of explicit not explicit, but uh, kind of thematic connections to Bloodborne and Souls. Mm-hmm. Um specifically for Bloodborne, um, this kind of sectarian um political duel between science and faith. That is mm-hmm. kind of under the like uh, an undercurrent for this movie. Like it motivates the cult, but um, it's still there and kind of causes all of it to go there. That kind of uh, mm-hmm. to me mirrors Bergenworth versus the Healing Church as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the idea of someone going far away um, and coming back changed with something dangerous. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like I I, I could I could see that. Um, you know the 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 things that are thematic uh kind of ties really seem like they're real deep undercurrents in this movie mm-hmm. yeah to me like i found a lot more uh connections in terms of like visual visual iconography oh, for sure stuff like and i don't even know if it's directly like again bloodborne didn't invent the tricorner hat but like <laughs> the scenes where they're preparing for the hunt like that whole sequence is very very bloodborne like yeah um this idea like oh there are beasts in the countryside we need to rally every all the common people to like like that's a very like you know obviously that's that's <laughs> the, the stated you know upfront premise of bloodborne yeah um you know and then just some kind of like the tone of the weirdness when it gets weird like um like you know weird monster arm yeah like that's the kind of thing like i could see like that happening in a souls game like somebody like a boss standing up on you know to untying their their wraps around their arm and pulling out a monster arm yeah like that that would be a boss introduction in like mm-hmm. a souls game like that feels very like ambiently souls without being a direct thematic connection yeah um thematically like it it definitely i feel like is more visual but even though we were talking about the action stuff like even the action feels 
not dissimilar. Like it's much more mm-hmm. acrobatic in, in this. Like yeah. he straight up does front jumps because, <laughs> you know, he's got magic powers after he comes back from the dead. But the um, like Eric Draven, but the uh, it's it's still the guy that kind of kinetic action feeling too that Bloodborne has, mm-hmm. um, which makes it more of a piece to like specifically Bloodborne than any other Souls game. Yeah. Like some of the fights kind of have a similar feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'm happy to have uh, given a movie this treatment. It was fun to watch one yeah. very closely um, and take notes and just kind of look at it with a different set of eyes than I otherwise would. Like, this has been a season of discovery for this, you know, yeah. kind of starting in the preseason with the comic and then uh, going into, uh, like, a, you know, straight up reading and, you know, doing all this. Like, I I had a realization a while ago that I somehow signed myself up for a life of book reports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's totally satisfying. Like, I, I feel like I got so much more out of this than if I would have uh, approached it um just uh for fun is the wrong word but without looking at it closely with the with the with a mind towards talking about it agreed yeah yeah it was and and yeah for sure i'm I'm glad i watched it again i think it's more of a stretch but no no more of a stretch than say the labyrinth episode that i want to do during the off season <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's as much of a stretch if not more but like hey off seasons party time <laughs> do whatever we want during the miyazaki's away the us will play yeah. <laughs> yeah. the bonfire boys will play um yeah yeah so yeah, thanks uh, thanks everybody for going on this this odd little uh, tributary with us. Mm-hmm. We're back next week with uh, something I've been dreading for about six months. Yep. <laughs> uh, the uh, I've got to finish uh, my chalices mm-hmm. in time. I've got a week as of this recording about Me to finish too. my chalices. Oh, um, this weekend's gonna suck. Um, yeah, I've got to play both comrade games and finish chalices next week. Jesus Christ. Uh, so I think I can do it. Um, I, I, I think it'll be fine because mm-hmm. I'm done with school. But yeah. uh, the uh, and I've got most of the chalices done. Real quick, I haven't uh, said it on air yet, but thanks a lot to to, to Jeremy and uh, Egon of Astora for helping me out during chalices uh, during the live stream. Yeah, and thank you uh, everybody who so, gave to the live stream. Like we raised over four thousand dollars for the cause. Yeah, yeah. This I mean, yeah. This is the first up on Fireside Chat we recorded mm-hmm. since then. We're about to have fireballs. Yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, for people who didn't uh, get a chance to tune in, uh, Jeremy, everyone agrees, and I agree that Jeremy officially won the chalice debate. <laughs> is that it? And and I acquiesce that they're bad. They're not the worst. <laughs> um, so like I had I had fun going well, through them with him. Maybe you shouldn't have started with such an extreme position. I, well, that was that was a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, because yeah. either way I win. So like <laughs> that, that's um or the you know or that that's either way they're bad. <laughs> but um yeah. I had fun doing it and and uh I'm sure it'll be fun, you know. Uh one of the best things if you're also struggling to get through chalices, um if you support us on Patreon, you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV, mm-hmm. go to our Slack channel. It's literally awesome people who are really good at Bloodborne saying, like, I'm down to help anybody through chalices anytime. <laughs> like, it is, this, it is it is straight up like that's something that somebody said. Yep. Like, Allison, was like, yeah, I'll help all the chalices within whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you can get help going through the monotony of chalices. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. If you join the Slack channel. <laughs> yep. What you can do by going to uh, uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Indeed. Yep. And, you know, you know uh, the rest of the stuff um, to do yeah. iTunes, telling telling friends and all of that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and last thing, uh, duckfeed.tv for us tip jar. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a holiday shopping. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so a little bit of a shorter episode, but we'll be back next week with chalices. If you have anything to say about chalices, any wrap up thoughts, anything about those final fights, uh, hit us up at duckfeed.tv for us contact mm-hmm. and then, uh, end game in the DLCs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So, um, yeah. Until next time, what should they do? Cool. Uh, they should dance the dance of blood until the wolf comes with the dawn. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh
And we all pray that we will have far more soon. Uh, t- teach me more of your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say senpai? Yes. Uh, like uh, uh, chief. <laughs> like, why won't chief notice me? <laughs> yeah. Why won't chief notice me? 